With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Tennis in 10, our daily 10-minute recap of all events at the U.S. Open in New York City. I'm Ed McGrogan. And looking back at day four, this uh, comes out just a little later than usual, so thank you for bearing with me. And day four, we get the first real steady day of rain at the tournament, but um, it was only for a about an hour and a half stretch, maybe close to two hours, but everything singles-wise did get in by day's end. Some matches running extremely late on the outer courts. I mean, you actually had, I think, multiple outer court matches running after the conclusion of the Ash program. That because Serena Williams and Juan Martin Del Potro both win in straight sets on Ash. Del Potro doing so over Steve Johnson, the top-ranked American. You know, one of the better second-round matchups we had there. Steve Tigner covered that one for us and, and really examined, you know, that Del Potro, he's obviously long been known for his forehand and how devastating a shot that is. And that perhaps at this stage of his career, even after multiple wrist surgeries, extended time away, and seven years removed from a U.S. Open title, that that shot may now actually be even better than it, than he was hitting it before because of the limitations on his backhand and the need to improve that forehand and make it even more of a point-ending shot, which is hard to, to fathom, but... Um, you know, judging by what we seen, what we saw from Del Potro at the Olympics, winning a silver medal, and what we saw against Johnson last night, um, you have to be sort of, I think, convinced by now of where Del Potro is and what kind of threat he poses to the whole field. Quite honestly, and. Given his his comfort level at this tournament, he he's gone out of his way to say that he just he thoroughly loves the atmosphere here in New York and, and his history here. Uh, Del Potro would have to be one of the tournament's big winners after two rounds of play, most certainly. Serena as well. Um, her and Venus actually preceded Del Potro and Ash both making some uh, some you know, more legacy uh, building achievements. You know, Venus, she wins her 70th U.S. Open match, singles match, beating Julia Gerges 2-3. and three. And then Serena, just one game uh, different than that, 3-3 three and three over fellow American Vanya King. That would be her 306th Grand Slam victory, which ties her with... 
the prolific Martina Navratilova. So no issues for the Williamses on uh, after two rounds of play, you know, 34 and 36 years old respectively. And, you know, that I think that's a good segue to kind of move back a bit into the younger set, and in particular, Jared Donaldson. And he's a player, in a 19-year-old U.S. qualifier from uh, Rhode Island, who I was, I was trying to decide where the, you know, the evening might take me in terms of match coverage, and I, I had pegged his match uh, against Victor Troitsky as one I wanted to see at the start of the day. The weather can really influence and determine kind of where the coverage goes, and uh, but but Donaldson, you know, nonetheless, and I think uh, given you know that we had so many matches still going on around the grounds at a really late hour, even though Court 13 was very full, um, I think under other circumstances that might have been a you know, the only game in town on the grounds and, um, you know, with the young American trying to make the third round, uh, I think he perhaps benefited a little bit from that. It wasn't like it was, this was a cauldron that just exploded after every winner of his plenty of crowd support though, but more importantly, it was how Donaldson played. Um, he has a, I think a beautiful two handed backhand able to, uh, hit that shot in a variety of manners, very versatile. Um, but most, you know, what you took away was uh, really some just great down-the-line swipes that uh, just, you know, was the, was the you know, game-breaking shot against Troitsky at various uh, important parts of this match. Uh, at a number of times, Troitsky, very savvy veteran player who um, lost in five sets to Donald Young at last year's Open, uh, seemed like he was about to finally make an inroad and really just sort of make Donaldson think about the the situation he was in. Donaldson never let it get to that point. And after the match at, at his press conference, you you really you know saw the composure that you saw on the court right in the interview room as well. Uh, this kid has traveled to Argentina to study the game and practice. He works with Taylor Dent as his coach. There's a lot to uh, to like about Donaldson, um, certainly at this tournament. And the comparison that I made and a few others made is that, you know, we've really heard a lot about Francis Tiafo, Taylor Fritz more than Donaldson, and, and we even did it in the first round. Even though sock, even though excuse me, Fritz and Tiafa both lost. They you know they lost in very in sort of notable fashion. Five setters to um, strong opponents, you know, Sock and Isner. So they did get a lot of the attention even in defeat. And but for this round, I think it was you know the focus was more on who prevailed, and Donaldson was you know no of course that man. Um, that's also can be said for you know, Ryan Harrison and CC Bellis, who will play today in their third round matches. Um, you know, all three Americans are qualifiers, not wild cards, actually. And uh, and you know, for those three, again, two three of the big winners after two rounds of play. Um, you know, otherwise around the grounds, from what I from what I saw, you 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 know, you got. Uh, more Guillaume feast that was uh, 
some fun stuff in the rain, deciding not to end his practice in the uh, torrential downpour. Good stuff there. Um, Simona Halep prevailing early against Lucy Safarova. And, uh, you know, I think to get that, to get through that in straight sets, I think certainly important. Safarova, definitely one of the better unseated players in this tournament. And, you know, that brings us kind of to, to where we are today. Um, you know, Djokovic will presumably play today, uh, as long as he doesn't uh, get another walkover. Uh, he gets Mikhail Yuzny, you know, a player, no question about it, who he should be beating. Really, he should be beating in straight sets. So I think it's curious to see what we get from Novak after that round one Um sort of a shaky start and perhaps even you know a little bit of uh, injury concern with him after his year. So Djokovic's match with Yuzny, one to pay attention to. Uh, Sok and Chilic is really good as well. I do think Chilic will, uh, I just like the run Chilic is on. And I like the, again, as I was saying with Del Potro, the comfort level of him at this tournament as a former champion. I do like Chilich to uh, to take that one over Jack. Uh, you'll also see Harrison against Baghdadis. You know, I think that's I think quite honestly, it's a disappointment for Harrison if he can't um, take advantage of this opportunity. I think it, it's clearly the biggest stage he's been in his career now. Third round of the Slam for the first time after so much so many attempts to get there. But Baghdadis is truthfully a player that he should be beating, especially in the form that he's in. And, um, you know, Harrison, to get to a second week, uh, that's the task at hand. Nadal also plays um, on Ash against Kuznetsov. On the women's side, day four, day five, CeCe Bellis, who I mentioned earlier against Anjali Kerber, the late match on Ash, it's, that's a, um, you know, it's certainly intriguing from a, uh, a, a variety of perspectives, but I think from a competitive standpoint, I do think Kerber will take this without much difficulty Keys as well on Ash, really getting some good court placement. Two Ash Billings from the number nine seed. And a very interesting match that I saw was Johanna Conte against Belinda Bencic. Ben, Bencic has not been in strong form all year, but has gotten through two rounds at the Open, also playing double. So her against Conte, who is in strong form, one of the matches I'm curious about. That's it for the Tennis in 10 podcast, day four. We'll talk to you on day five. This is Ed McGrogan for Tennis.com. Thank you for listening. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.